Last time on Almost Heroes. Uh, we started out Glenn not having a good time. He uh, was already unconscious as we opened the episode. Um, after being brought up by Rangrim, uh, brought back to life and kind of ran out of the skirt or out of the, the fight. Adna had a bunch of vicious undead fury towards the guys. She attacked and almost killed Cosmo, downed Cosmo at one point. Um, we had a big old dire bear involved who was attacking or was gearing up to attack but we actually were straight up saved by our friendly neighborhood, Air Genasi. Uh, Floating Leaf came in at the last moment to save the day. It's the dire bear that they're no longer in danger. They should go take care of their cub. As Adna downs Cosmo, again, Rangrim in all his cleric glory, brings Cosmo back to life. So Rangrim had like two saves just at the very beginning and proceeded to be the MVP of this uh, encounter. Um, Rangrim, again... MVP mode, cast a very clever heat metal on the stolen double-bladed scimitar that Adna was wielding, and forced her to drop the weapon. In doing so, he threw the weapon to Lynn, who was high on a cliff, trying not to get stabbed again. Um, and after some vicious back-and-forth battles between Adna and Cosmo, Cosmo and Adna, Rangram and Adna, uh, Lynn is able to get his hands back on the double-bladed scimitar, and closes the distance, and actually, basically bisects Adna with a a nice booming blade through the torso. Um, as Adna dies, she looks at Chandrel and is weary and not understanding of why Chandrel abandoned her. And Chandrel lets her know that she didn't actually choose her. So as Adna dies, a small blue orb kind of lifts out of her body. I think it's really that part, but small blue orb lifts out of her body and just darts north, which the guys don't fully know why. Uh, at that time, after the battle subsided, Cosmo discusses with our savior, Floating Leaf. Uh, the imminent threat that we all share in common are, and the creeping curse magic that seems to be corrupting the forests and most of Sakal at this point. Um, seems that both the guys and the floating leaf cannot seem to get away from this dark magic. After spending a good amount of time preparing the cart that was destroyed by the dire bear, the group is ready to continue their trek to Westreach. As the sun is setting, the dawn forge less metals begin to glow purple. Uh, <laughs> Rangrim, seemingly just knowing how to do this, uh, gets the donkeys and the mule or sorry the donkey and the mule to charge a steep cliff and just wings it and all of a sudden the cart takes flight neither Glenn nor Cosmo wanted anything to do with that uh, but as we kind of see that Rangrim might have some semblance of control over this flying contraption uh, Glenn and Cosmo decide to hop on and they again take flight towards West Westreach which is from the description miles away and far below us um, as the guys begin floating towards Westreach, Glenn and Chandrell kind of share a quiet moment of respite and reflect on the moments they shared with Adna's intervention, ultimately ending with Chandrell declaring Glenn is truly worthy of her blessing. And that is where we left off. Awesome. Thank you very much, PK. That brings us to episode 53, Within Reach. So, welcome back, travelers. We pick up with our almost heroes, fresh off their victory against Glenn's rival, Adna, uh, currently sailing through the night sky towards the coastal city of Westreach on their now levitation-imbued cart. So, you all are just, just kind of like just having dipped below the clouds um, and are kind of like with like startling, like, you know, you're, you're moving at a quick clip. Like, this is no you know, same speed as on the ground. You guys are, are, are moving in a grooving uh, towards Westreach um, and are kind of like coming down at like a, you know, a nice, 
uh, nice like decline angle, but are you know are getting you know. I think that from Rangrim's like extremely good survival uh, role that he did originally when you all took off, like it, you your aim is true, um, but you all are you know it's it's becoming the time now where you have to kind of start pointing yourself towards potentially uh, you know how you are going to uh, land and how you want to kind of handle this uh, descent. Uh, so that's kind of where we're going to pick up. Uh, all right, boys. Um, we're going to be completely honest with you. I didn't really think this through entirely. Oh, uh, too good, please. I, I absolutely assumed you had no idea what you're doing. Well, I believe in you. You got this. At least one of us does. I believe in the donkeys, because they're the ones that fly in. That's it, kind of true. I don't think I got much to do with, with, with the landing in here, so, uh... Hold on to your butts. Takes awesome. Of butts. <laughs> um, yeah, Rangrim, roll me a uh, roll me an animal handling check. That is not good. That's a ten. Okay, uh, right in the middle of the road. Um, I think that the as you're starting to get like you know point towards the ground. I think that the uh, the fearlessness of the donkeys is starting to waver just just a little bit, and they're starting to get concerned. And you can see you can you can hear them kind of like whinnying a little bit with a little bit of uh, kind of seeming concern, and seem to be kind of like getting a little bit unsturdy, which is making the cart kind of move side to side uh, like this with a little bit more body roll than normally it should. As as they as Glenn starts to kind of recognize, they're getting a little anxious and being able to. Uh, kind of see where Rangrim's guiding him. Uh, Glenn is going to cast Minor Illusion and project two small carrots dangling at the end of sticks in the direction that Rangrim wants them to go. So they're nice. no longer focused on that. They're focused on nice where Fantastic. the carrots are. I don't know. Like, you know, you get what I'm saying. And yeah. I don't I don't know how to aim that. So if you want me to roll for the aiming, then that's totally no, so that what I would say is uh, either you or Rangrim then can roll with an uh, animal handling with advantage. That's that's going to my guy. That's much better. Twenty four. All right. Uh, yeah, I think that that does it. It focuses their their vision straight ahead again. They're kind of like not really looking at the ground. They're just looking at these these delicious looking carrots. Um, what do Sakali and carrots look like, by the way, Glenn? Uh, they're definitely not orange. That'd be weird. Um, they're. They're like tiger stripes, uh, purple and yellow. Okay, like, and they look delicious. Do they? Is it still carrot shaped, or are they like they look different? It's carrot shaped, but like there's, it, they're just really freaking long. It's <laughs> okay. they're, they're like weirdly long and like slender, like you know, elves. Okay, I love it. All right, sweet. Um, Awesome. So, uh, yeah, so with that, um, you all are, Rangram, you're able to kind of like steer this thing kind of obviously still kind of just like, you know, like a glider. You're going always going at a downward angle, but um, you're kind of able able to point yourself uh, towards where you would like to land uh, in Westreach as you kind of are getting closer. Um, I would say that like at this point, you've been you've been flying for like a, like a few hours now. I would say that maybe you took like the sun went down like around, you know, 637. It's probably like 930, 10 at this point when you guys are like getting like coming approaching Westreach. So we can try to figure out exactly, uh, you know, where uh, Rangram wants to uh, try to set you all down. Let's do it. Preferably not in the water. 
preferably in the water is where I was actually going to go with that. So uh, as you can see, like there is farmland before you would actually get to Westreach. There's obviously farmland past it. And then essentially all the way along the right-hand side of the city uh, from your perspective is the mountain uh, that, uh, so like, which is kind of the city is built up against it. Um, and then obviously the water uh, to the West. So um, looking at this, uh, what would be your intended place to like try to land? Um, I think we probably try to, uh, set our girls down probably in front of the farmland like I am not trying to bomb right into somebody's crops <laughs> we're past making bad uh, bad entrances and making enemies before we walk into places well I say that mm -hmm. now but we'll see how Rangram feels when we get into the city uh, okay um, yeah uh, give me a give me a survival check <laughs> Survival? Yeah. You have a pretty good plus to that, I believe. I do have a plus five. That's seven. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think that I think that your animal handling is great. I think that your uh, your sense of mm, potentially trajectory is not. Um, I think that you you start coming down to at too sharp an angle, realizing, oh crap, this is going to be like way too steep of a, of a decline and pull up. And then I think that you just like, like, just like you said, I think you, uh, you bomb right into the middle of farmer, farmer maggots crop and <laughs> you guys just sink into this cornfield and just like <sighs> right into the center of it. Um, and then kind of pop out the other side, uh, covered in, um, in just like all this dude's <laughs> all of this dude's corn uh cart stuck everything stuck in there like i think you guys have the uh, comical like corn cob in your mouth teeth um as you pop out the other side into the road um and you uh you see the farmhouse behind you um all the lights you know kind of click on and you start hearing people uh start yelling uh as uh as you all kind of uh come to a a safe uh but not graceful landing uh like maybe maybe a good like a you know, quarter mile um, outside of the uh, uh, the outside of the doors of Westreach. Well, um, uh, question for the DM: What does Sakalian corn look like now that we are? Um, I think it. Hmm, I think it's rainbow colored. Each corn, each corn kernel is a different color, and it kind of like spirals around. Perfect. That absolutely paints the picture I wanted it to. <laughs> so I think like Rangrim. Like probably like an ear of corn sticking out of one of his pauldrons. There's like <laughs> there's like corn kernels coming out of his mechanical hand as he's like moving it. It was well, I told you that I um had no idea what I was doing, but that could have been a lot worse. Right, well, just get out of here quick before we get caught. <laughs> yeah, oh, was just like clearing himself, just like pulling it out and keeping the heads of corn you know but um question for you what when you were landing um would you have been to as you can see there are two entrances into the city would you have been to the <clears> right <throat> or left of that little stream there um um so we are looking at i'm sorry which location which side of the map 16 or 20 it's the right the, hand the side. southern yeah so the southern end of the map the southern of charge yep Oh, so 16 and, oh, oh, okay. So 20 and 18, but yep. basically those locations, which side? Uh, I envision it closer to 18. Okay, cool. Awesome. 
glasses. <laughs> uh, awesome. So you all, you all are kind of trying to cruise on over to the, uh, to get into Westreach and just get, get out of Dodge as quickly as possible. Yeah. I think at this point we're, I'm trying to giddy up the girls a little bit <clears throat> okay. so we don't get um, caught for any uh, property damage. I think that, I think that, uh, I'm not going to make you roll another animal handler check. Your 24 is, uh, absolutely, uh, you know, efficient, uh, or, uh enough. So like, I, I would say, yeah, you guys can just kind of go, um, roll me a, um, roll me a stealth check, I guess, to see if you guys can get out of there quickly enough. Everybody, is that a group stealth check or just, uh, the um, yeah, whoever's driving the cart, it's, it's going to be a low check. I'm just wanting to see how quickly, how well you guys are able to get out of there. Um, this might be a silly question, but I do I have to roll with disadvantage because not technically I'm moving; it's the cart, right? No, this, it would just be, that's right. My disadvantage is only because of the plate, so that's just a thirteen. Okay, yeah, I think you I think you all are able to. I, that was more of just like a: Are you able to like move quickly enough and like you know essentially not leave too not many ears stuck. of corn behind you in like a comical uh, you know breadcrumb trail kind of situation all the way to the door? Uh, but no, I think that you all are able to get out of there. You leave uh, quickly enough that you're able to leave, especially with the magically enchanted shoes. You're able to move quickly and get out of there. I'm um, surprisingly not leaving. Um, many hoof prints behind, uh, which is maybe an effect of the horseshoes um, and also the uh, the wheels themselves. You seem like there's, it, they kind of travel a little bit lighter, um, potentially because of the levitation magic imbued into them. Uh, but yeah, your guys are able to uh, quickly get to the gate uh, where you see a, uh, a couple guards uh, that are standing uh, standing by there. And, and you can see, it's like, you know, like I said, it's probably like just shy of 10 o'clock at night. Uh, so it's, it's not super, super late, but it's, you know, it's, it's later than normal. Um, and the gate is closed and you see a couple guards are standing out in front of there wearing um, kind of like, I think, I'm going to say it's like green, yellow, uh, green and yellow kind of like emblems with uh, like silver, silver-ish armor, uh, like silver accents on their kind of like leather armor. Uh, guys, do we want to try and go inside showing up this time of night might be a little weird we just make camp or go in uh maybe we should um well ask the guards if if we should remember that other place they told us that we couldn't put our car in a certain place or we uh, could just not and screw it and just do it anyways i was gonna say cosmo you're always so good with people why don't you just see if it maybe this is the the part of town that is open to Yes, there might be another part of town that might be closed a little bit earlier, but a town this big, they've got to expect travelers. Yeah, you're probably right. Yes, let's uh, let's do it then. Okay. Um, are you all uh, coming with any, any strategy to the gate, or are you just kind of rolling, rolling on up and planning on talking to them? We're just going to kind of roll up and see what happens. All right. So as you uh, get closer to the gate, uh, the I think one of the guards uh, just like a, looks seems like a kind of like a half elf wearing a a full helm uh, kind of stands in front of you with a halberd and just kind of st stands in front of you and says, uh, "Halt! Um, who? Uh, what? Uh, what brings you to the the wonderful city of Westreach tonight?" Well, uh, my name is Cosmo, and uh, I'm traveling this way from Tin Town, and uh, we are here just to see the city. And uh, maybe catch a boat, do some fishing. There was a discussion of a bounty too, wasn't there? 
Oh Isn't yes, some, uh, yes. There we did some work to be had here. The dire bear to the north, or uh, was it the north? I don't actually. Which northeast ish? Where did we come from? Like with the dire? Came, was the south? You guys came okay. from the south, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Right there, there was that dire bear bounty to the to the south. We we cleared that. How's that? Oh. I don't. Are you gonna Are you gonna open up your quest log and 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 show him the? Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. There, I've I heard about that. Uh, there's a couple things going on. Um, so you all are at the Angler's Gate right now. So that's that's you mentioned fishing. That's that's right in line with what we're what we're looking to do here at this gate. But um, so you have uh, you you slayed the beast. I know that there have been some attacks in the farming villages around here and in the in the woods. So uh, I don't see anything on your cart um, underneath uh, some blankets or in some sort of magical uh, bag of some sort. Slayed the beast. Uh, was that part of the bounty? Yes, yes. We can't just take the word of saying that you've checked the mission off your map or stuff. Some sort. This isn't some sort of game, right? Well, uh, I guess we'll have to uh, see what happens then. Okay, you strange folk. Uh, I was. Yeah, I well, was more leading towards the. Uh... The issue you guys were having out at sea. Remember, uh, Cosmo, we were here to see if maybe there was some pirate trouble that might have been happening out in the aisles. And we uh, were coming this oh. way to to maybe see if we couldn't charter a boat eventually, make our way out that way. You, you see, we're, we're constantly just trying to knock quests off our list. So we, uh, we have quite a collection. It, it's hard to keep them all. No, I get that. I get that. I get that. You get, you have, you have your likes, you know, you have your main quests and then you get your sub quests. And once you get a bunch of those, they kind of just get all piled up in there and you never yes. really get to them. So it's good on you for, for kind of like checking those off your list that, that you know, that infinite to-do list. Um, yeah, no, we, there's been, there've been some serious issues with, uh, the pirate attacks. I, I don't know much about it. I don't get, I, you know, I don't get out to sea very often, but, um, I would head to some of the, the local taverns, see if you can't, uh, those are the ship captains are generally frequenters of those or head down to the docks and uh, see if you can talk to someone there. There's, I'm sure there's plenty of uh, fishing vessels that would be looking for protection. It's been, we've lost a, a few and it seems like it's been a little bit more of a problem than normal. I mean, pirates are always a problem, but it seems like they've been hooting and hollering a little bit more than, than what we would be average. Well, uh, I reckon at this time of night, we will mostly just be looking for a place to uh, bed, bed down uh the mules and uh maybe catch some shut eye ourselves i don't know how much coin you have but uh the sandy shanties the uh the kind of like the place to go in town it's the biggest and the most uh, it's going to cost you a little bit more but it's it's nice uh and they're going to have a place to for you to keep your livestock if you're a little bit tighter on coin uh the crooked tooth tavern is uh, I see your friend shaking his head. No, uh, clearly it seems like you all do have the coin, but I'll, the, the Crooked Tooth is a little bit seedier, but, uh, you know, cheaper place to go. Anything in the three ninety nine range? Um, well, okay. he could camp out here, um, but he's like looking out, and he's seeing like there's a bunch of uh, like yelling with like torches and kind of the background. Like so this seems like this, it seems like there might be something going on. Actually, are you all going inside? I, I need to, I'm going to wander over there and see if I can't uh, see what there's some sort of issue going on. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, let's wander in. We'll figure it out. It's our problem, not yours. Okay. Um, uh, the, uh, he kind of nods to the, the other guard next to him, uh, kind of, I don't know, uh, uh, a half, um, 
I don't know, a halfling. There you go. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, who opens the, uh, who kind of like also uh, walks over and uh, opens up the gate and uh, the portcullis in front of you opens up and you all are free to enter into Westreach. Um, so as you all are going to the town, uh, it's, you know, it's dark, uh, but you can still see some things. There are, it is like, as far as scale goes, biggest city you've you've encountered uh and, and aside from gold break which i don't know uh has have any of you a uh, glenn if you've been to gold break you would have been the only one nope okay so biggest city that you all have encountered uh thus far travels um and you know you're essentially driving down these these cobblestone streets with these these big you know buildings that are kind of like you know, two-story buildings that kind of like uh enclose over like have overhangings over the roads um, and there, even at night, there are people moving around. Like this place is, you know, it has likely less people, but still like there are, this is a lively town even at night. Um, just as a general idea to give you scale, um, the population of Westreach is about 10,000 people. Um, and the total size of the city from side to side is about 1.5 square mile or 1.5 miles across um, in both directions. Um, and uh, as you're kind of moving through this town and you're kind of traveling, uh, you know, heading, let's, let's just say that the, um, you got the general idea from that guard, uh, which way to head for the tavern. And so as you're kind of heading through, um, one thing that kind of catches your eye is that there are a couple features that are kind of like raised up above the city on these kind of like, they look like big stones. Like one of them is like this really huge like mound that is, kind of to your left as you're heading into the town. Um, and you can see that there is a map, what looks like a massive, well-lit up temple uh, that is just like on this huge uh, like mound that's just kind of sticking out of the center of the town. Um, to your right, seemingly built kind of partially into the mountain, you can see another like large building that is also well-lit and seems to be like really well manicured um, even at night. Um, and then in the center of what looks like this kind of like harbor bay, you see this really large form. Um, and it looks like some sort of like humanoid form standing probably a good 20 feet tall, um, just kind of on this platform in the center of the water, just like holding this monstrous torch in one hand um, and just like is extremely lit up. But you can see kind of like stone or metal reflecting in the light, but dull, like it's, you know, it's obviously sea-worn. Um, but yeah, uh, is there anything that you all want to do on your way through the town or things you want to look at, or are you heading directly to the uh, the Sandy Shanty Tavern? Um, so the, the humanoid form that's, that's like a statue in like the middle of the bay, mm -hmm. um, if we were riding through town, how far away from us would it be? So uh, as you're riding, yeah, so you're, you probably would be, like it would, it, it's essentially in the center of this like harbor like area in the center of town. So I would say that like it's a good hundred or so feet out into the water, uh, maybe a little bit more than that. Uh, I might be getting my scale a little bit mixed up. It's a good, it's good distance, but you can see that there looks like there is some sort of walkway that connects it. Uh, if you wanted to take a closer look, it's not just like on an island. It is, it's on a man-made platform that there's some sort of connection to from the the mainland. Well, um, before we go to the in, I want to try something. Um, and I would take the cart and turn it just so I was about 120 feet from the statue. 
Okay. Um, so I'll say that you all uh, are traveling through, you've, you've covered, a, there's like these waterways that kind of bisect the different sections of the town. And so you've come through the gate, you've kind of traveled down the corridors of the town, maybe getting lost once or twice, uh, and then kind of getting to this little like stone bridge that crosses this one of the smaller walkways or smaller uh, canals channels that kind of flow, you know, down from the mountain uh, into the actual like ocean itself. Uh, and as you pass over that, uh, that little stone bridge, uh, you can see that the walkway kind of connecting you to this or uh, to this statue, this kind of like narrow uh, stone pathway that kind of extends, you know, 100 or so feet out into the water directly to the, the plinth that this large uh, figure is on, is standing on. Um, it is essentially a good 120 feet away from you. Okay. Awesome. Um, look over at Cosmo and you, you want to see something cool? Uh, what are you going to do? You, you, wanna, you think we freak out everybody at the dock right now? I mean, everybody. We just got here. I know, I know, I know, but it's got an idea, uh, and it's going to be pretty cool. All right, well, uh, what do you say I sit this one out? Well, okay. you're not going to be able to really not notice what's uh, happening, and I cast animate object on the statue. <laughs> okay. Um... So if it's huge, it's animated, and I can control it for up to a minute. Okay, <laughs> um, so I need to I need to look up animate object. One second, just just. Um, yeah, I can give it simple commands. It's mostly for combat, but yeah, I can command it as long as it's considered huge or smaller. I can animate it. We had such so, different ideas for what we we're gonna do the first time we go to a town. <laughs> so, you know me. I love to yes and any idea that y'all throw my way. Rangrim, when you go to cast that on this 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 uh, figure, you're rebuffed by what seems like it's already enchanted by someone or something. This is an enchanted. This thing is not like a inanimate object. It is a um, do do me a uh, do me Arcana check with advantage. I'm not going to make you burn your spell slot, by the way. You can keep that. Cool. That, that would be a 19 for my icona. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you recognize this immediately as some sort of construct. This is not a statue. And as you're getting closer to it, you're realizing this is, prob like, this is probably one of the largest iron golems you've ever seen. And it is standing there uh, and as you know, some sort of sentinel um, in the center of this water. And it is just a monstrous iron golem that is, uh, and you're like, oh, that's why my spell didn't work because this thing is already under someone else's control. And without relaying any of that information to Cosmo or Glenn, I'm just going to turn the card around. And go, well, um, uh, never mind. I don't want to piss that off. We should probably just go back to the inn. Yep. Piss that off? What do you? Yeah, that that thing. With uh, yeah, just don't don't piss off the giant uh, iron golem guy standing in the middle of the bay. I thought you were going to show me something cool. I was, but then, like, um, I, I, that, that's like, that, that thing is already, I was going to, I was going to make it flex over the whole bay and it was just going to start flexing its muscles. 
and yelling who wants some at just everybody um and that was going to be pretty cool but it didn't work because it's already kind of alive so that thing is alive uh might be maybe it's not maybe it's dormant but uh, the yes. thing i would use to animate to like to, to make like a, an inanimate object like move around and stuff there's this new idea i thought of like see like this and i would just i'm gonna throw my hemp and rope at bobby and animate it and i'm just gonna make it curl around cosmo like it's like a weird snake that's uh that's weird <laughs> that's just weird stop it stop it stop i know it's weird but i'm not, not gonna stop because um uh, i just don't want to and it's just gonna keep just like coiling around like like tickling the inside of his ears with the frayed ends welcome That's to the show it. coily <laughs> the hempen rope a hempen rope uh so so you're saying don't piss off the giant statue in the middle of the city uh yeah i thought it was just a statue but um it's probably not just a statue that's that's good to know uh during glenn's like course through as we're snaking through glenn's gonna be looking out for anything any of the like shops that are still open and try to get like a general assessment for like when the town is open when the town is closed or yeah city, i guess try to get like, uh, a better understanding and then he's also gonna be able to look out for any extra prying eyes for some late night travelers or if it just seems like it's a common thing yes um so we can uh we could retcon if you wanted to go back to one of them uh the on your way into town, you saw that there was a sign for a place called uh, Scubert's Stash, um, and that place had like a, a good, it had like, you notice it had some open windows and like some dim lights on the inside, but there was like a good amount of smoke coming out of it. Um, oh, yes. The, uh, at, uh, on, as you're like, right as you're about to pass over that bridge to, you know, get closer to the statue, you would have noticed that there was, um, it seemed closed, but there was this really cool uh, looking building that had like this ambient light coming from inside of it. But like the, the, uh, it seemed like it had like potions in the window, like of these like multitude of colors uh, that all were throwing like, I think you saw like dancing, like, cr like chromatic lights kind of like shining out of it, like, and kind of like reflecting on the car, like a, like a stained glass window uh, kind of effect. Um, so you would have seen that. Um, and then as you're kind of passing, uh, getting, you know, getting closer to, the you know the sandy shanty tavern uh you would see that um there is uh there's it seems like there's a couple places that are open um but for the most part it seems like most of these uh these shops that you've been passing by uh, are, are relatively uh closed down for the night um though as you're getting really close to the sandy shanty you do hear that they're um from kind of to your left, uh, you can see that there is like what looks like a large bazaar or market, uh, and you can still see here and uh, and see like the sounds of like movement and activity coming from over there. Uh, some sort of like kind of like the the market has and like scale of this market is very large. Like you're talking built-in buildings as well as like carts and kind of like more temporary setups to sell from. Uh, but, you know, it has transitioned into its kind of nighttime festivities, uh, but it is very much still uh, alive and kicking. Yeah. Okay. And then was there anybody like eyeball, mean mug and eyeballing us as we were going through town? No, I think that you all uh, command a, a certain level of attention just with your kind of cage cart situation you got going on um but aside like your 
you know, I don't know if you all are still kind of covering your armor at all, or if you guys are just going full bore, uh, platinum, dark steel, uh, and then like the, the, you know, the, the golden grim armor, uh, just fully just kind of commanding everyone's attention, or if you are hiding it of any kind. Uh, Rangrim's flexing on everyone. Okay. We're, I'm com- we're coming off a literal high, you know, literally. <laughs> I think that your wheels are still shining purple too, unless you turned them off. So you guys oh, no. look like you guys literally look like you just pulled right out of Tokyo Drift right into this Hell, town too. Yeah. Yes. We have the nice. underglow kit equipped. I love it. Hell yeah. I'm gonna get some big spokes for the cart. So we Hell have yeah. like a... we're gonna spinners. Yep. Okay. So the so... cart stop, but it looks like it's moving. <laughs> That's tight. <laughs> just pull up no, to can... a traffic stop. Yeah. Just... It's all about the floaters these days anyway. Come on, the ones that when you're driving, they don't look like they're spinning. That's, that's true. What really, that's what you really want. Um, no, so I guess in that case, yes, absolutely. Like people are like looking at you, like, what the fuck is going on here? As you're kind of rolling through town and kind of, I think they're they're moving out of y'all's way. Um, but I don't think anyone uh, like accosts you. Uh, I think you're just kind of getting, you are not, uh, there's no subtlety uh, with your entrance and by any means. <laughs> Glenn hates that. <laughs> Yeah, is Glenn kind of hiding at all, or is he... Uh, I mean, Glenn's still on the top of the cart wearing white robes, so definitely wouldn't be hidden in any kind of way, but he is, like, as he sees, like, prying eyes looking at him, he is, you know, when you, like, go to a restaurant and maybe, like, grab food by yourself, you just make zero eye contact with anybody around you? That's just, he's just, like, staring straight, like, fuck, 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 fuck. Uh, Glenn, I think because you're looking around, roll me a perception check with advantage. Okay. Uh, well, 11 and a 12, so 12, 20 total. Okay, Dirty perfect. 20. Perfect. Um, Rangram, I think you might notice this too, just because you're passive, but um, I think that you do notice that uh, in one of the kind of alleyways, you see a couple, like a, just a couple figures that are, are kind of looking at you. They're shorter, shorter figures, uh, maybe a little bit hairier than you would normally expect, like a human and a halfling to be, uh, but they're just kind of looking at you and, you know, they, they look a little dirty, uh, but they're, they're just kind of, you know, their eyes are definitely on you. Uh, and as you kind of pass by them, they kind of dip into that dip back into that alleyway, but they definitely seem, I think those are the shadiest figures that you kind of saw take notice of you. Everyone else just seems like normal people that are just going about their day or just literally trying to get out of your way and, you know, not, not be noticed. And it's still like that busy 10 o'clock at night. Like, it's pretty yeah it's pretty busy yeah, I, I would say probably cool. like yeah it's 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 bumping like there's just like any other city like you know there's a there's a day crew and a night crew cool. and That's there's awesome. probably like about like a third of the amount of people there would be during the day but it's still busy enough because you know ten thousand people in this town sure. um but yeah so you all uh kind of pull up to this uh this larger water crossing with this much wider bridge that's like passing over this channel that's kind of coming down from it's kind of the culmination of a couple different rivers that are coming down from the mountain way that are flowing right into uh right into the you know the ocean directly into the bay um and directly ahead of you you can see this very uh like two-story building uh, that is like you know uh very uh you know, well manicured, very clean. It's like a, the white building front with like, you know, you can see that there are, uh, there's a lot, like a lot of light coming from inside. You can hear kind of like a lot of activity on the inside of it. And like just grand entrance, white building with kind of like this um, terracotta tiled roof. Um, and you can see very clearly across the uh, the top of the door, uh, you can see that it says the Sandy Shanty uh, Tavern. 
Oh, I think this is our place, boys. Ah, how perceptive, Cosmo. It's, well, uh, uh, you think they got parking? Or where do we put the cart? Well, yeah, they I did say they got a place for, for, the, for these ponies and whatnot for the cart here. I think that you can see off to, uh, off to maybe the right-hand side of the building, uh, you can see a, uh, a relatively, like a really large, probably the largest and the, and the nicest uh, kind of like barn, uh, you know, stable set up over there. Uh, and you can see that there is kind of like a, a young boy uh, that seems to be kind of uh, sitting on a, a hay bale, kind of kicking his feet. Human? What, what? Yeah, it seems, seems human. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe some elf has a little bit of pointy, like pointier ears than a normal human. Like a half elf. Potentially. Or at least a quarter. Yeah, who knows? Third elf. Uh, Ranger, do you want to see if our, our friend over there is going to be the one uh, taking care of our, our fine girls for us? Seems like a game plan to me. Hey, uh, boy, come over here. Uh, yeah, yeah, what, what, what can I help with? Uh, are, you, are, you, are you all staying for the night? uh one night maybe a couple what's the what's the rate for the the barn oh i i think that um i i think that they're just asking um two two and he's like kind of counting on his fingers and he's kind of like trying to remember and he's like uh it's it's a it's a gold for two nights one gold for two okay that's a, a good deal. So half a gold a night. All right. Well, do we do we pay you or do we pay inside? Yeah, you can. Uh, I'll, I'll take them from you, and you can you can go on in and uh, and take care of it with Val. She'll she'll be she'll be happy to help help you get that all settled up, and I'll make sure they're nice and safe. And what was your name? Uh, hold on, didn't have a boy's name. Boy <laughs> name generator. Hold on one second. <laughs> the first person we interact with. A boy named That's generator. Not a boy name generator. <laughs> Well, nice to meet you, Generator. It's, uh... my, my parents call me Haki. <laughs> very, very nice to meet you, Haki. It's uh, really enjoy the the confidence in which you say your name. That's that's good. Well, yes. uh, I'm sure you've you know uh, harbored a good amount of uh, quadrupeds in this nice nice barn. But let me just give you a little warning so my friend doesn't have to. If anything bad happens to them, we will kill you. Rangham just looks at him and fires the blade out of his mechanical oh hand God. and then just oh, retracts geez. it and winks. Um, rad. Uh, rad. <laughs> uh, rad? They just Rangram. threaten. Rangram, I think as you do that, you notice something weird that happens. Um, the uh, I don't think you've like fired that like that blade off super often, and I think you're still kind of learning the the ins and outs of what this thing can do, especially with the dark steel. Um, you you feel something like and see something kind of shoot, uh, almost magical like force kind of shoot out as you shoot that blade out, and it kind of like like the blade shoots out and sticks out, and then kind of some sort of force uh, magic comes like shoots out past it, um, and I think it uh, I think it hits uh the kind of like wooden pillar next to the boy and you see it just kind of like make like a, a notch like a, a right in and cut into that uh into that wooden pillar uh right by the boy's head and you see like a couple hairs kind of float off off of him uh and he just like his eyes go wide and his face drains of color as he 
kind of slowly takes the takes the the donkey and the mule uh champagne and Cologne, and kind of not taking his eyes off you leads them over into the uh the stables giving them uh more care than he has given to any animal in his entire short life <laughs> perfect perfect and kind of like gets behind Rangram and cosmo and pats both of them on the shoulders like well boys I think uh, I technically owe you a round for bringing me back to life and helping me kill that bane of an existence, Adna. So first round's on me. And just starts leading them towards the shanty. What was it called? Sorry. The Sandy Shanty. The Sandy Shanty. Okay. Uh, yeah, so cart, uh, donkey, mule, uh, they're safe. Uh, just, to, just to make you all feel feel secure about that. If not, um, we're about to kill a kid, so. So you head up. You. You head up this very, it's true. Uh, you, I mean, he's the big bad, but I, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Um, uh, no, you, you all head up this, this, this grand stair. It's like, it's a pretty like wide and like, you know, kind of, it's one of those like kind of overflowing staircases that kind of like expand out from the, the you know, the doorway outwards and kind of like a pool and then heads up like these uh, kind of terracotta stairs. Um, and you all head up to the front doors uh, that does, are. Does this place look fancy? Oh yeah, it looks it looks it looks very fancy. It's it's okay. it's very nice, and you can hear like kind of like hot like it. They're sea shanties, but they're like you can tell like it's like the vitamin string quartet version of like sea shanties. It is like a full band that's playing these things. So as we're walking up the stairs, Glenn's kind of looking at the guys. He goes, "So, I I needed to warn you guys. This is a different type of person. We've we've interacted with like the lowly commoners and whatnot, but these." These are going to be your high-class, wealthy individuals. They're they're going to look down on you. They're going to be mean to you. But just remember, their pockets can... are going to be really, really full, and we could take so much good stuff from them. So make nice and just plan who we want to pick off. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I think we're, we're both pretty aware that subtlety is not really my um, strong suit. Bruce. But I mean, we'll figure something out, and I'm gonna pat Glenn on the shoulder, or like reach out to pat him on the shoulder, and I'm gonna give him guidance for whatever next nice. pickpockety shenanigans he starts pulling. And he feel a little bullshit. Looks over to Cosmo's like, Cosmo, I need you to be able to look the other way in case we meet someone who's kind of an asshole. Right. Oh, all right. Whatever. Perfect. Pat him on the back. And All right. uh, let's go in then. Open the door. Awesome. Uh, you push these. Uh, you push these doors open, which are like these very solid wood. Like you know, they're they're heavy doors, but they they seem to be on like well oiled hinges, so they they kind of swing open. Um, and what you all are greeted by is this um, kind of like. It is a well-lit, but like ambiently lit space. Um, and that is all these like, you know, kind of magical uh, lanterns all around the wall that are kind of throwing this like, kind of like light green light. Um, and there are just, there are tables uh, that are kind of laid out in this uh, fashion around this bar that is in the center. That is like this, you can see it's like, it's kind of almost laid up like the Matic is where there's like a big bar in the center. Um, and then the, the tables are kind of laid out all around um, and as you walk in, uh, you can, uh, yeah, uh, you, everyone kind of like everyone, it's just like this low thrum of people talking, um, but think like high end kind of like 
kind of like night, like uh, like a really nice restaurant, but like definitely kind of on that darker kind of everyone's like where you would go for cocktails, like late at night kind of thing. That's the vibe that this place is giving off currently. Um, and everyone just like you can hear there is there's it's probably at about third capacity. Uh, everyone's kind of spread out. There's like a decent amount of open tables there. Um, but yeah, just kind of like this chill kind of like darker mood with this like kind of ambient green light and uh, everyone just seems to be having a, a good time and you can see uh, people moving around, uh, bringing food and drinks to tables. Uh, and as you walk in, you see this blue dragonborn who kind of uh, catches your uh, catches your eye. Uh, and as you kind of see her, you're like, huh, she kind of looks familiar. Um, and she greets you, he goes, Hey, well, welcome on into the the Sandy Shanty. What uh, just pick any table you want. We'll uh, we'll get right over to you. Was there a actual bar style seating, or was it all tables? Yep. No, there's bar there's bar seating up the bar, kind of going all the way around this uh, square bar in the middle. Uh, okay. So as that, as they say that Glenn's like in his element. This is this is where Glenn would spend literally all his gold. So Glenn's looking around, and he's kind of got a, a smirk on his face. He looks like this. Uh, you look like you look like someone I know. You, do you have a sister? She kind of stops as uh, as you say that, and like the the drinks on her uh, on her thing kind of like slide a little bit, and goes, "What you know, Jody?" Oh man, Jody. Do you guys remember Jody? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Jody uh, was yeah, in Whitpool. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 She's. You know she's 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 great. She's doing her best. She's got that little uh, she's got that little upstart tavern over there. It's uh you know she'll uh yeah she's doing she's doing good. I, I yeah I'm glad. Uh hopefully uh hope you all had a good time over there. Yeah, we uh, helped solve their uh, tiger problem, as it were. She's she's kind of like as you're talking, she's like she's kind of like nodding at you, and you can tell that she's really not like fully listening because she needs to like go over to her table. She's like, yeah, that's that's great. Um, that, I'll, I'll I'll catch up with you more. Um, with uh, nice I, gotta, I gotta go take these. Two. And she's like walking away, like I gotta take these to the table. It, it, Glenn just kind of like envelops Cosmo and Rangram, puts his arms around, like, boys, this is what we call a big city. They don't they don't give two shits about anything we've done in the past. Let's go, and he's gonna walk them like straight to the bar, and if there's like if it's tight crowding around the bar he is using both dwarves as a means of making it so we have plenty of space like we are just owning that bar space okay um yeah uh behind the bar uh you can see that there is a uh seems like a like a probably a wood elf um has a little bit of like uh, has a little bit of like well manicured scruff beard and like a pulled like pulled back like man bun ponytail-esque thing wearing like a vest like a probably just like a, a leather vest with like a, a rolled up sleeve uh white like clean cotton shirt underneath that and uh as you walk up to the bar so what can i get for you are you uh the the tavern keep or just the bartender here we, we might need to settle up for getting some rooms here uh, Val is is the you know the real uh, master of cocktails, but uh, I'd be happy to uh, you know get you anything of the uh, the normal variety ales and anything else. I can I can rustle those up for you. Ale well, sounds great. I'll take two. And uh, Rangram, what are you drinking? Uh, also, I have two. Ales or just two? Yes kind of shrugs to the bartender. I, I will 
let me, I think I can help. And uh, he kind of like goes down below the bar um, and starts uh, starts filling up uh, these like very, very like ornate kind of uh, like metal steins that have all these, like, you know, the kinds with the, like the flippy lid on them, like absolutely those, uh, but really, really large, uh, large scale size. And he, he hands uh, to like, you know, you know, very like probably 32 ounce steins uh, <laughs> to, uh, to Rangrim and to uh, Cosmo and he hands one to Cosmo. And then, uh, you know, hands, uh, hands, you know, slides, uh, slides one in front of Rangrim and goes, if you, uh, if you need another one of those, I'll be happy to refill it. So he handed two to Cosmo and one to Rangrim? No, uh, I think he's one, one, okay. one each. Yes, exactly. Oh, take a refill. He kind of stops for a second. Do you just down it right there? I need I a did... constitution check. That's advantage. amazing. <laughs> just like the sign's the size of your head and you just jug it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, roll me a constitution, uh, a constitution saving throw with advantage. Cosmo's my spirit animal. All right. I wish I could help you in any way on this check. I have no problems with this check. Oh, yeah. Uh, 27. Oh, my God. With this advantage, too? <laughs> with this advantage. That's insane. Okay. Um, yeah, you you kind of, I think, guess pretty much make eye contact with this, uh, with this elf as you down this 32-ounce uh, tankard and uh, just kind of slam this thing down on the counter, maybe with a little bit more... Uh, more gumption than you expected uh rangram are you taking it easy on yours or are you uh you also attempting to do that rangram is still looking at cos watching cosmo chug it like he's gonna look at glenn but i know you said this is like a city um and he's definitely speaking loud enough that the bartender can hear him mm -hmm. i know you said this is like a city you know and we're we're different but does two mean something fucking different here yeah Glenn looks at him and goes, uh, I, I think maybe it's like a, a one vessel per customer kind of thing. I mean, it is metal versus the wood that we're, it's, it's just better to finish it quickly. I'm kind of embarrassed that Cosmo's beating you right now. Well, that's a good point. And he immediately chugs it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Constitution check with advantage. And while the dwarves are making proverbial fools in themselves, Glenn's going to case the joint and see if uh, there's anybody watching them and if there's any like hired hands keeping protection over anybody. Hmm. That's a good um that's a good question. Thank you. I thought so, of it myself. Um yeah, I don't think uh I think that it seems like most of the actually yeah, just roll me um are you just using your ambient perception or you want to roll for it? I I'm happy to roll for it. Like Glenn's kinda using the opportunity of the dwarves being mm -hmm. loud to use it as an opportunity okay. to look around. Yeah, go for it. Just roll me a perception check. 19 total. Okay. Yeah, I think that mostly what you see is uh, it looks like just normal people out. Uh, it doesn't seem to be anything too crazy. Um, the only person of note that you seem to kind of catch uh, uh, that kind of catches your eye is across the bar, there seem, like on the other side of it, uh, you seem to kind of yeah, maybe not directly across, maybe kind of diagonal, like, uh, you know, because it's a big square, so kind of across uh, diagonally. Uh, you see that there is this, uh, it's a kind of older gentleman, uh, short-cropped white hair, uh, who is, has a, like, also, like, kind of, like, a short-cropped white beard, uh, kind of, like, very weathered skin, um, and is wearing kind of, like, le weathered leather uh, armor with, like, kind of salt stains on it. Um, but, like, it seems like, you know, they 
relatively well kept. They're not like dirty, like they're clean, but their their clothing is worn. Um, and he's just kind of like uh, you you catch him like kind of smirking a little bit as he uh, as he's taking a drink of his uh, of his like kind of smaller like you know smaller tankard, but also like not not a thirty two ouncer. But uh, he's just kind of smirking a little bit, um, seem, seeming to be uh, amused with uh, the antics of this new group that has shown up. Perfect. Perfect. Um, the uh, what, uh, Ranger? What did you get for your constitution oh, throw? Um, question: Did you say with advantage or disadvantage? With advantage, yeah. And do I get Bobby's plus four? Yes. It's it's just a, is it a straight plus four or is it? A it's default? just a plus four. Okay, that's insane. So that also makes mine a twenty-seven. So you. I think that uh, you also just like directly meet like eye contact with this elf uh, and slam this uh, this tankard right directly in front of him. And I think he kind of like stops like cleaning a glass and then kind of like looking a little bit like huffy now at this point, kind of annoyed, reaches down below the bar and like it takes him. He can't lift more than two of these at a time. Uh, And so he fills up two more and puts them down in front of you, Rangrim, and like on the on the uh, the bar, and then fills up two more and puts them down in front of Cosmo, and then he kind of just walks away <laughs> and goes and does like t- I think he takes his break. For the day. <laughs> you forgot to. Uh, okay, I'll get my drink from Val, I guess. Well, yeah, de- you definitely. After that, you do not want him making your drink. That is. You're going to end up with another one of uh, Tom's bowels if you're not careful. I'm going to have a bunch of full sleeves is what you're saying. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a wise beyond your years, Cosmo. Well, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for Val, but uh seems uh, you might have a fan across the bar. I'm not sure if you guys caught wind of him, but there's, a, there's an older gentleman across the way who's got some salt water on his, his armor. Might be something we want to look into in the future for that... Uh, that chance to make it out to the Shattered Isles. Right. I think tonight we enjoy a, a night in town. We're not dead. We're drinking good once I can find Val, this bartender, and I think we might be able to get some actual sleep tonight. Right. Cosmo, he, like, turns around on his chair with both of his tankards in his hand, and it's just like, well, who's this fella that uh, you was talking about? So, so Cosmo turns away from where the guy was sitting, yeah. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then Glenn's gonna grab his shoulders and turn him right back around, and be like that guy over there, and like not even subtly point to the guy whether or not he's looking or not. Right, and Cosmo hops down and uh, wanders towards him. Okay, I love um, it. Awesome. Uh, I think that as as uh, we'll, we'll I'll just get Glenn his drink first. I think as. Uh, Cosmo, you're walking over, like hopping down and walking over around the bar. Um, I think that uh, as you turn back around, uh, Glenn, I think uh, Val is kind of walking up, setting down the tray that she just emptied at some of the other table and goes, man, you guys pissed off Kelso already. Uh, well, what can I, what can I get? I see, I, I see you all have drinks. What, uh, what can I get for you? Val is Jody's sister. Yes. Um, phenomenal. Well, you know, I'm, uh, I'm kind of an acquired taste. You know, I've I've been to many cities, and one of the, the best towns I've ever been to for a, a mean drink actually happens to be your sister. So she made me a, a custom drink. I believe it was a, a, a chafed nips is what she called it. I don't know if it's like a, a family tradition that you have, or I, I'm just hoping that maybe 
you have a little more creativity where she might have left something behind, but yeah, I, I've never wanted to make a request. I'm always here to see what a bartender's got to offer. Oh yeah, no, I've heard of uh, I've heard of that, that that drink that she's been slanging out there. Seems like people are really fond of it. Uh, you know, I don't I don't make that one, but uh, hopefully I could. You know, I think you'll be. Uh, I think that you know, as you said, you're an acquired taste. Um, yeah, as you can uh, as you guys can already tell, you uh, have scared off my uh, my only other server. So um, yeah, I think I can make you something. Um, I mean, in our our defense, the dwarves asked for two drinks and. He gave him one. What are you going to expect? Oh, that's that's fair. Uh, I don't think that he's used to dealing with that many dwarves here in this ocean city. Um, uh, let's um, let's see what I can do for you. Turning into Nook as I go with this accent. Um, Did you cast Fireball earlier? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Tavern, Nook, you know, it just kind of yeah, goes right. hand in hand. <laughs> Splashbacks. Um, yeah, so... Um, yeah, so uh, she uh, she turns around and starts working on this drink. Um, I think I just rolled for them before, right? I think that's what I've done. Yeah, and then I have to constitution save that's and right. throw. That's right, perfect, awesome. Whatever it is. So she turns back to you with this, uh, after a couple minutes of, uh, of muddling around some stuff, actually pretty quickly. She turns around to you with this uh, kind of like, think martini glass-esque, but it's made out of this kind of like um, a green kind of sea glass, like this light green hint to it. Um, and... It seems like inside of it is like this clear, clear liquid, but there is, uh, seems like there's a piece of like dried seaweed sticking out of the top of it. Uh, and she turns back around and he goes, this is a favorite around here. Uh, it's kind of an acquired taste, but uh, this is the uh, salt marsh martini. Salt marsh martini. Uh, it's got a, it's got a great name to it. Uh, Lynn's gonna like kind of take a sip. Is this? A slow drinker, or do you recommend shooting this one down? Because the, the chafe nips, that one burned on the way down. I don't want to insult well, your, your your craft, you know. At five gold a glass, I probably would uh, take it a little bit slow. Yeah, that's not a quick drink to me. And Glenn's going to take a sip. Okay. Five gold uh, a glass, Jesus. Roll me <laughs> a... Uh, roll. I, she rolled really, uh, really well with how she made this, so roll me just a constitution saving throw with just straight up and down. Yes. Yes. It's a one. Yes, here we go. You just barfing that five gold, five gold. all over this place. And you thought <laughs> On a we sip. were going to make a On scene. a sip. You didn't even... <laughs> like, if he had chugged it, like... Glenn, this thing hits you in the back of the throat like you just took a gulp of seawater. Yeah. This I, thing, yeah. it is it is salty. It is... It, this it's is an acquired a, taste. Way, it's an acquired taste. It's a real drink. Uh, gin, Somebody quote that. Sherry, salt water and seaweed there's a, like a little bit of salt water in it oh, this no. thing hits you like salty in the back of the throat and it i think it just immediately just goes out like oh, it's not yeah. a throat oh, yeah. it's just like water oh, goes yeah. right yeah. onto it and some out the nose like it's yeah. just like all at once <laughs> like i think val is like no has not even collected your coins before like she is just like you spit this directly into her uh blue dragonborn face <laughs> so, so as and, i spit that into her face and tears are running down my face uh, Glenn's like still holding it, trying to be as uh, posh as possible. Like, that's uh, definitely delicious. Thank you. And like puts the gold down on the bar and starts following Cosmo. Landfolk. Um, 
Yeah, so I think she I think she turns back around and starts cleaning off the cleaning off the bar, cleaning wiping herself off with the with a um with the towel. That's but, amazing. Yeah. Um I'll I'll post this uh, in the Discord by the way for anyone who's interested. It is a weird drink uh that apparently exists. Um yeah, Cosmo, uh you walk over to this this figure that's kind of sitting there at the bar and he sees you coming. This is not like it's a pretty, you know, it's a, it's an open space. Uh, sorry, real quick. As Glenn would have left, he would have grabbed Rangrim's collar. So I'm guessing he's just double fisting and dragged okay. Rangrim with him to follow. Okay, so you guys, all three of you, are going over to talk to this figure. Or well, probably like a few steps behind. Yeah. Okay. Um, Rangrim unless... has already finished one of his yeah. other tankards and is like leaning into Glenn, like a little bit in his cups. He's like red in the face. He's like, "Hey, Glenn, this is a nice place. We're supposed to be on our best behavior." You don't want to go spit in the tavern on his face. And he just starts laughing as he stumbles forward. Uh, what's up, my friend, to this other guy? <laughs> Glenn just Glenn doesn't even address it. He's just thoroughly embarrassed but trying not to be. Well, you all seem to be making quite a, quite a stir here. Uh, he kind of, like, leans over, uh, like, kind of leaning against the bar, turns in his chair, and is looking... At the three of you now, uh, and yeah, you can see that this, uh, yeah, this, this figure just kind of sitting there having a drink at the bar. Uh, is kind it of older, older gentleman in uh, sea worn? What what species is this individual? Uh, human, human. Okay. human, yeah, the human varietal. Well, I, uh, I think our dwarven friend is shy for the first time in his life. I'm a uh, Glenn. Nice to meet you. Send a, an arm out to him. Saw you uh, getting a chuckle out of my dwarven friends, causing all sorts of mayhem. Yeah. Might have uh, picked the wrong drink off the menu myself. And Glenn's just going to set the martini down and not even pick it back up. Not really sure it's that drink. It's most drinks. And Cosmo's just, like, in it. Cosmo, hey. if you want to try try that, by all means, I paid five gold for it. There's at least four more gold for the laugh. Oh, you definitely. Paid five gold for that? Cosmo is... Here to hang and uh, does take a nice big drink out of it. Rad, uh, let's do some saving throw with disadvantage for Cosmo. With disadvantage for Cosmo. All right. <laughs> I'm you glad are... that you did it because I was about to spend eight 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 thousand points to impose disadvantage in chat. Nice, <laughs> nice. No, it, it makes it makes a ton of sense with uh, Cosmo's fear of the ocean. Nice. How does a 15 do you? Uh, I think that you get it down, but it is not it is not pretty, and they could tell that this was not like a, a normal, like, you know, it, like you got it down, but it was like a, it was a hard swallow to get this like salty kind of like alcoholic beverage down. It's just like, blech, Glenn, what did you order? And he's just like immediately just like follows with a big chug of his other ale. Yeah, more of an ale chaser. I said it was not good. This I, I said that quietly because right, but there are many of standards of that uh, things are, as you would say, not good, and you just you know you struggle sometimes. It's okay. My best. To be fair, I learned to stay away from that that particular drink of Val's uh, quite some time ago. But hey, everyone's got to learn once. So uh, what all can I help you with? Well, uh, 
I just really liked your uh, persona, and I just wanted to come say hey and uh, see what uh, what you're up to. Introduce I'm myself. Crash. I'm, I'm well. I'm I'm flattered. I don't put too much into my into my appearance. Just try to stay clean. The uh, the ocean is a unforgiving mis- mistress, but at least she's not that judgy. Well, the ocean is a real. Uh, I hate it. That's the meanest thing I've ever heard him say about anything. And he's killed people. I've seen him kill people. He's not talked that bad about. Oh, What's I... the ocean? What did the ocean ever do to you there, Cosmo? We are, we're tonight. We're not going to talk about it. But she's really mean, and I don't like her. If it's a her, then a they, a he, whatever. The ocean and me, we're not friends. You can't swim, can you? Oh, I can swim just fine. I'll swim in a lake, river, stream. I mean, heck, I jumped off that mountain into the river. It's not the water. Yeah, it wouldn't make a. It wouldn't make a lot of sense if you couldn't swim, but it didn't make a lot of sense in general. So I guess I just kind of blacked that one out. Oh, I'm. I mean it. I. I mean it. The ocean is just stinky, and uh, it's gross. It's not good. Well. Well, just let's 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 calm down here. There's, you know, the the ocean is a is can be a, quite a temptress, but can also be life life giving, and is one of our only ways to travel across the continent. So, uh, you know, it there are positives and negatives, but you know, I I don't want to sit here and have uh, have you know have the sea be fouled uh, in front of my in front of my ears. So, uh, if you have anything more interesting to say? Otherwise, uh, you all can take your uh, insults and foul mouths elsewhere. Tell me, why do you love the sea? Why do I love the sea? Why does uh, why does anyone love anything? You you grow gold. up with it, you get used lot, to lot it. A lot of gold, gold. And lot, yeah, things. lots of lots of gold for sure. But no, it's uh, I grew up grew up with it. I grew up as a you know seafaring family. Grew up with uh, just kind of spent a lot of time on it. And, just kind of fell in love with it. So, uh, seen things out there that wouldn't have ever seen otherwise, and yeah, I've lost some lost some years and lost some friends to it, but it's, uh, it's a miraculous thing, and uh, nothing else in the world like it. I'm I'm sorry, I introduced myself, but I I still don't think we got your name. I, I apologize, I got a little fiery. Um, my name's Captain Delvin Combs. It's nice to meet you. Captain's very nice to meet you too. I know that that title doesn't make its way uh, to a name easily. So very nice to meet you. Glenn's actually going to like, probably the only person in this campaign he shook hands with. Got to reach out and <laughs> shake his hand. Yeah, he shakes your hand. It's uh, it's extremely calloused and uh, probably pretty dry, but it's uh, it's a it's a good strong hand that probably uh, has been gripping a, a boat wheel for a while and throws a lot of rope and nets. Probably likely sure he also recognized that Glenn's hand is not roughly callous. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably it's like, well like, hydrated. <laughs> yeah, he notices. He's like, oh, Vino. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, sorry for maybe the, the wrong foot. We're, we're just excited to be in a town where, or city, excuse me, that might not be wishing ill will or have some type of competition we need to compete in. It's it's just nice to be in a place of I'm not going to say luxury, but a, a place to relax. And we're, we're going to make the most of it. So we might raise a little hell tonight, but uh, hoping that there's not too much insult thrown your way so far. No, it's fine. I, like I said, I grew up with sailors. It's uh, This is 
the least of it. I just try to keep as much of that out of my uh, out of my life as I possibly can. Just you know, it's gotta gotta respect the CE so that she'll respect you. But either way, um, so what uh what brings you all to to West Street? You all looking for anything in particular? It's um, we're looking to take on some jobs. I know that there's uh it's been there's always things for hire around here. Uh, yeah, we were looking into potentially picking up a, a small bounty that we, we caught all the way back in our hometown, out in Tintown, very far east from here. But uh, the opportunities ultimately to help shuttle some ships, maybe some protection, we couldn't quite tell. It just more or less said pirates in big, bold letters. So maybe you uh, yeah. might be able to point us in the right direction. Oh, hell, that's, that's great. I, I knew that they put out the general call but I didn't know anyone had taken up the uh, the mantle. We've had some people coming in. It's not any kind of specific ship captain that put that out. That was actually Westreach in general. Um, yeah, we've had had some. Y'all need another? Why don't you? Y'all want to sit down? We can we can grab a table and uh, actually talk about this. It's yeah, that's got us some interesting interesting uh, stories to tell you about what's been going on. Yeah, let's do it. I. I owe at least a, a day's worth of drinks to these two guys. I'll I'll buy this next round. You know what you were drinking? Oh yeah, uh, I got I got plenty in my glass here. At least to, if I get all the way through this and another one, these this story's gonna run quite long. So I'm 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 perfectly fine if you all are. So Glenn's gonna pick up the uh, sea glass martini glass, which if that doesn't exist as a product, needs to because that sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, while Val's not looking, is going to just throw it on the ground real quick, like totally like make eye contact eye contact with her as he's walking towards her and then just like the second she looks to a customer just chuck it on the ground and like oh slide of hand fuck oh thank god uh 19 oh yeah yeah it's fine you're able to you throw it into a you throw it into a plant and you swear you see it wilt a little bit (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) that's great um glenn's gonna approach and set it down it's like wow that was that was something special, I'll say. Definitely worth the five gold. Uh, I would love another cocktail that maybe is not that one, because got to, you know, spice of life. Try something new. And then I'm buying a round for that table. I'm going to point to the two dwarfs and our new human sailor friend and buy him a drink as well, even though he said not to. Okay. Yep. Um She rolled really bad. Um... Great. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> Damn it. I. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can. Uh, I can whip you something up. Uh, here, like, we got this. I've been messing around with this. This like sweet spiny plant over here. I can. I can uh, try to do some sort of like whipped cocktail of some sort. Let me. Uh, you seem like you're. Uh, you're into kind of the. You know, like you said, experimental drinks. We'll. We'll. We'll mess around with this. See what I can do for you. Sure, take your time. I'm also a pretty accomplished botanist in case you want me to check to see if that plant's poisonous before you start serving it to people. Let me a nature check. With Fuck, advantage. I'm not good at that. Okay, tight. <laughs> is he yeah, actually a bot is he actually a botanist? A I'm like poisons. I'm I'm I you have the herbalism kit, right? That's I have true, proficiency that's with herbalism and poison. Okay. Uh, I rolled an eighteen and a nineteen. Uh, for a plus three, so twenty two total. Uh, yeah, you can tell that you know that this, you haven't seen this plant before. Um, BK would recognize it as a pineapple. Uh, 
but uh, and Glenn, these. Glenn would recognize it as, uh, as not a plant that he would recognize as being poisonous. And maybe by is that, a, just... is that a spiky penalo? <laughs> yeah, I think it's something, something like that. It's some sort of crazy name. Came over, came over from the east, uh, or no, came came over from the west. Uh, so they they got a bunch of crazy stuff over there. Um, yeah, let me. She, I'm just gonna cut to the chase. Uh, they, she she makes you uh, some sort of. Uh, tiki-esque cocktail uh, that is basically uh, yellow and you know has like a big uh, chunk of that uh, spiny spiny fruit plant uh, sticking out of the top of it and uh, you know it's in a it's in a nice kind of like fluted glass that uh, she hands over to you and then gives you drinks for your boys as well roll me a constitution, uh... constitution saving throw just like straight up and down okay. <laughs> nine okay I Clint think cannot that... drink. I don't know why he likes oh, to drink, but he cannot drink. Is is that um, even with my plus four? I don't know if it helps. I don't. Are you close enough? What's I don't know where I'm at. at. I don't know you where I'm get, at. I'm in the, the bar. So that, right. that would push you over. That makes me that a thirteen, baby. Yeah, that would push you over. So you're able to keep this thing down. It's it's much sweeter. It's like totally opposite of the spectrum. It's just way too sweet now. Mm. It's it's like sickly sweet with how sweet this thing is. So you went directly from like salty too salty to yeah too, too sweet yeah. So but but it's better if you're gonna err in a direction. That's the direction to err in. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, you're able to collect all those things up, and uh, you can go. Everyone, uh, Delvin uh, goes and uh, sits down at a table, and uh, you all are able to kind of sit down with your drinks over there, and he kind of picks up on the conversation again goes yeah we've been having uh you know there's pirate attacks always it's you know, it's generally regular thing around here it's a coastal city it's islands you know it's right for the taking whenever they can but been more of them and more organized i guess over the last uh, few months or so it's a uh, more coordinated attacks i would say just you know able to take bigger ships down and you know, that would able be able to normally fend themselves, defend themselves, and fend off any kind of, you know, attempt at attacks. So it's it's been a little bit concerning. We've, you know, myself and the my, my ship, the Second Chance. It's we've been we've been we've been pretty safe, but it's uh there's been some other friends of mine that haven't fared so well and kind of gone missing. Or their ships have, uh, you know, kind of gone down and uh, you know, visited the the gods of the deep. You would say. What's the, uh, they flying any particular flags that, 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 from what I heard, is kind of an indication of who people are going to align with. They're, it seems like they're all flying the same flags. It just seems to be something that, uh, kind of all willy-nilly like. Yeah, that's a good question. I, if there were any, any survivors of those attacks, they'd probably be able to tell you, but none of the ships have, they've just been disappearing left and right, and. Uh, it's just been rumors that they're they're pirate attacks. Uh, I mean, for all we know, it could be could be something else. But uh, I mean, pirates seem to make the most sense. They're high value ships that are going down. What? We're not seafaring folk. What what makes their ship high value? Well, the cargo. Cargo seems to be. They seem to have some sort of in depth information. Maybe some. And that's you know that's that's old hat having some sort of someone that's in your pocket that's on the docks who's loading these things up telling you what you know is going on to them but they seem to have, be well connected and well organized with whatever's going on this isn't some just some sort of willy-nilly kind of cracking attack this is happening much more coordinated which you know makes me think of pirates but you know like i said a lot smarter and a lot more organized than the pirates i've dealt with in the past and this uh high value material any any idea what that might be or is it just general high value goods 
Are we talking weapons? Are we talking gold? What are we looking at? Yeah, it's a whole whole smattering thing. It just could be uh, you know, could be spices, could be could be ale, could be could be metals. Uh, there's there's nothing that was like uh, you know one kind of really rare or powerful you know item that's been taken at, by this time. But it's it's mostly just you know travel coming from across from Nuarda across the way and coming over here and you know for trading and just not making it, just you know getting intercepted along the way. I even heard of some ships getting uh, going down uh, on their way from uh, you know Crescent Isle to the south. It's generally it's a relatively safe passage, but you know, for someone to go down there, it's, uh, it's you know, that means that's some sort of coordinated attack. And that was actually after they uh, ships were kind of trying to divert and not go across. You know, making the, the trek across Nuarda, they were trying to make the safer runs, and you know, still didn't make it. Any of this. This material, this this high value cargo, just ever showing up, you know, maybe in the black market, maybe in a space that might be not visible to the uh, the guard around here. Well, uh, where I'm from, we we have what they call fences. People that are, you know, maybe willing to move product that shouldn't be seen. You guys have that in a, a big old town like this, or someone of your stature might not have. Uh, necessarily work with those types of people uh, i'm not gonna you know as you know, in my early days may have taken me taken on a you know smuggling run or two but i've been been clean out of that world for quite a while now you can see that this is not my my first uh, day on the open ocean i mean you might be able to uh it seems like you might have uh, some proficiency at uh the the roguish arts you might be able to make a connection with uh, some of the uh, the seedier characters here in town see if may potentially, you know, some of that cargo is popping up. They would know more than I would. Uh, honestly, you might have some luck with. Uh, how much do you know about? Yeah, I'll let you find out for yourself. Uh, just go talk to Reggie over at the uh, the Crooked Tooth. He uh, he might be able to connect you uh, in a safest way possible to the, you know, the kind of more hidden underbelly of Westreach. Is uh, Reggie someone that can be trusted? Or is Reggie someone you got to keep your wits about you the whole time? Well, trusted enough. He's, uh, he's only going to, he's only going to, you know, he's not going to stab you in the back, but uh, he'll uh, turn you over to the person who might stab you in the back if it's in his best interest to. He's, uh, he's an individual who looks out for his own uh, kind of safety and uh, well-being. So it seems like you all might be that same type of person as well. It sounds like he's going to fit right in. Well, uh, Delvin, next time you're you're heading out to see if you're looking for any type of uh, camaraderie, something to keep you safe, let us know. We'll we'll be probably staying here. Do you know how much a night is here? Because I just bought a five gold cocktail, and I don't know if I want to stay here anymore. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't stay here generally. It's uh, obviously I have a, you know place to stay here in town. It's not nearly as fancy as this, but just came off of a longer voyage and seemed like it was worth treating myself um yeah i believe it's uh you're looking at about uh, you can get small rooms or you can but i believe it's somewhere between three and five gold a night here oh uh, must be a hell of a night but uh you uh that was an interesting proposition you, you brought up we are looking to uh head out again uh we're not running anything too crazy but you know 
with those seas as kind of tumultuous as they are these days, it might be good to try you all out on a little bit of an easier, quicker mission. Uh, we're going to be running down from uh, just Penroy Point just down to uh, Redwatch. And it's not too far, but if you all are, you know, willing to make, uh, you know, come join on the on the crew and make a little bit of coin, uh, wouldn't mind the, the added protection. And it seems like you all can uh, swing a swing a sword or dagger, at the very least. Yes. How how many days at uh, at sea is it? Oh, that's a quick one. Unless we get stuck over at Penroy for a bit, loading up. Uh, I know they have some some sort of uh, their their annual event going on over there, but uh, probably just a couple days. Uh, not too much on the open ocean. We'll be to Penroy, uh, you know, within half a day, and uh, then over to Redwatch uh, within or Redwater. Sorry, I always get that mixed up. Redwater within uh, probably. Uh, Day and a half round trip, not too far. When when are you guys leaving for this excursion? Well, uh, probably head out in the, the next day or two. Uh, if you're interested, uh, I, I would probably head over probably sooner rather than later because he uh, likes to doesn't like the the, the daylight. So I probably head over there and uh, and talk to him now. Um, my my first mate, uh, he's actually over on the, the second chance over at the, in the docks. If you if you want to go talk to him. He can get you set up and, uh, you know, get you on the manifest to get you on the next journey. I'm sorry. Did you, you mention your first mate, first mate's name? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he goes by Dalmerth. Dalmerth. Great. We'll, uh, we'll, I guess, head down to the docks tonight. It's not going to happen tonight. Can we do it tomorrow night? We're going to get a pretty shit can in the next hour. Most likely we're going to call it a night here, but. We can start the conversation tomorrow. Yes, it's that, a, you want us to do a drunk. That sounds much better. And Cosmo and, is finishing probably his second, third, I guess, ale now. As he slams it down, Glenn's going to look over to the to Val and just do one of these. That's totally up to you. Uh, if you want to just do, if you wanted to do a quick check in with him, uh, just to get yourself on the roster. That'd probably be the safest thing. There's a chance we'll head out tomorrow, and uh, if you let him know, uh, he'll he'll make sure to get you on there. It'd just be a quick quick trek over there, and then you all could carry on after that. I'm probably going to be heading out for the night as it is, so uh, they stay open pretty late here. And if you want to spend the coin, of course, you can always crash. So, uh, but if I were you, I'd probably check in with Dalmere tonight to make sure that you don't get left without. Well, uh, appreciate it. We'll uh, probably be staying here tonight. I uh, might let my Dwarven friends run up a tab that's gonna haunt me in the morning, but I'll go see if I can't oh, check in with down there. The sound of that. Yes, we do. And Cosmo cheers his empty glass. As Cosmo Brave Room reciprocates the cheers, and as that happens, I'm gonna cast sending to Glenn. And I'm just gonna tell him that we're gonna get Cosmo so drunk, and then we're just gonna put him on the boat, and that's where he's gonna wake up. That's going to be hilarious. Amazing. Glenn, so Glenn makes no facial change whatsoever. Glenn just is even keeled. There you yes. go, Cosmo, and he just slides the next one right in front of him. Uh, Cosmo, roll a Constitution saving throw. Uh, regular or? You're getting pretty deep in your cups at this point. Probably disadvantage. All right, that's fair. 
Okay. Constitution? Yeah. Two 14s, so still a 22. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I think you are still on your still on your feet, but you're getting a little bit unsteady. Um, so what's the plan? You all trying to just party it up and then uh, just drunkenly head over to the uh, head over to the second chance and check in or one of, like as a group or one of you want to go over there? How do you want to do this? Lynn was willing to let the guys continued to drink and figure out our housing situation for the night while he handled the boring business. If if they're interested in that, if not, he's welcome for the, the company. But Glenn, Glenn owes, owes a night of drinks. He is true to his word. Then if you're leaving, I'm going to bed. Oh, no, 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 you know, because, well, come on. Hey, we're going to get uh, another one. I'm still working on this one. Well, it's fine. Rangram's gonna flag over Val, and I wing something with a little more um, kick to it. Pre- preferably not something that's seawater. Yes, no seawater. You guys drink that here. Rubbish. <laughs> Wait, did I miss something? Hold on. We just asked Val to bring us some drinks without any of that rubbish seawater. Okay. Uh, yeah, of course. I'll write up one second. Uh, she she brings out two more of those tankards and looks over, kind of makes eye contact with uh, with Glenn and goes, "They all right? They good?" I know yeah. the dwarven constitution's pretty high, but you walk it. You watching them? Oh, I mean, as as much as I can. They're kind of like lower on the peripherals and they scurry around. Really, dwarves run really fast. It's we, kind of alarming. Sprinting is definitely in our it's in our first nature. Yeah, they're natural born, if I were to describe it in any kind of way. But I, I, I'll i take care of them. One one more round shouldn't break the bank, I hope. Well, I mean, I can go check out that, uh, that boat there for you if you want to stay here so we don't drink all your coin. That's that's a good idea. All right. But Rangrim, I'd say this with as much hope as I can say anything. Please, dear God, don't get us kicked off a ship we don't already have, a, like, a, a way on to. Just make sure we're at least thought about for tomorrow's job. Oh, absolutely. You know, you can trust me with that. And did Val ever bring check. over any of the stronger liquor? The, the uh, uh, so just, like, the, the, basically without the salt water in it? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, she brought over a, um, not like a like a metal like a metal like smaller tankard but it's just full of that uh very kind of like strong smelling like i think your nose hairs kind of curl up as you smell it wait, all right well wait, we getting on a these. boat i'm not getting on a boat oh uh, well you're not don't worry it's a you won't even remember it in the morning the boat thing it's that's a whole different thing hey um we used to do these in the underdog ready and we sell the big like 32 ounce flasks yeah i'm gonna split all that liquor into two cups and I'm just going to drop them into both of our tankards and say Raisha, nerd, and cling it and we're both just going to chug them. Amazing. Uh, Constitution saving throws with disadvantage. Let's go. Let's, right, racing yeah. and uh, Cosmo is, uh, if if it's actively a race, he pulls his constitution bonus from Rangrim. <laughs> wow. Rude. 
I, I don't even know, know how that I don't even know how that works in, in real life. <laughs> he just turns off an aura. Like there's yeah. like it's like a circle nope. and then like in one spot um, it's like nope. here, let me here, let's... <laughs> it's like a Goku halo constantly above let's... Cosmo's head that just turns off. Yeah. <laughs> but only for Rangram. I don't well, know. Uh I, mean, I anyways. Rolled two nineteens. Yeah, fuck off. Uh, I would like to shout out to Danny at All and Dice. <laughs> waiting mine per my instructions. <laughs> All right. So uh, that still leaves me with a uh, 24. That. Ooh. Ah. Ah, <laughs> yes. Welcome. Uh, uh, Welcome to my world. Well, I rolled an eight, but it's still a sixteen. So oh, fuck. <laughs> That's not right. my world. I don't think you go out, but you definitely um, you start kind of like you do that thing where you kind of like, and you have to swallow it back down, but you make it through. You're able to stomach through that. I think you probably do a, a semi throw up twice, but you're able to drink it down and, and get all the way down to the bottom of that uh, that trencher, that stein. I don't. I don't think we've eaten today, Cosmo. Let's let's grab a bite, and Rangram's gonna go talk to. Talk uh, to it, uh, yes, bite. And he pulls out a piece of corn out of his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Just starts munching on this rainbow, dry <laughs> rainbow corn. Yeah. It's like I was saving this, and he just starts munching Drun- on drunchy bar snacks. Mmm, <laughs> yummy. Uncooked. Dad, mom told me always to avoid those bar snacks. How many of them grubby elf fingers in there? Uh, your mom sounds racist. Can I get a dinner, <laughs> please? Yeah, I think that uh, I, I think that Val is more than happy to uh, start bringing over bringing over some some food. I um, walk Cosmo over to the table and like sit him down, and yeah. I look to Rangrim like Rangrim, get us on that ship tomorrow. You got it. Come on, if I ever let you down, and then I'm gonna leave. Awesome. As he's walking, he's like frequently. I think, <laughs> I think that uh, Val brings over um, like high end versions of like kind of like uh, stew, kind of like very well plated stew essentially, but like still like very hearty uh, with like some nice bread that's like covered in like some oils and different kind of herbs. Uh, very, uh, she she knows you know something to soak up that that multitudes of alcohol that you all have been drinking. When um, as it's being set down in front of Cosmo, Glynn stirs it up so it doesn't look fancy, thinking that. Like he doesn't want elf fingers in it, whatever weird shit that means. <laughs> whatever deep seated hate that means. Uh, Val, sorry, the last thing is Glenn's <laughs> gonna ask Val for a room and how much they cost, because I don't think we ever Yeah. Settled that. Um are you looking for um you looking for each of your own rooms or are you looking for uh Y'all have a, a three a three queen suite or is it all <laughs> three queen suite? Um, I think that I think that for uh, I think that you can get a, a one of the larger rooms that have like three beds in it for uh, five gold a night if you want to. Perfect. We're gonna get that, but like one tier higher for tonight, like the nice version okay. of that. That's it. I think that there's like the uh, the the emperor suite that's like uh, that's like ten gold. If you All want right, to go we're gonna to do we're gonna do the emperor suite for tonight because Red. we went through a bunch of shit. That's dope. We deserve a dope ass bed. Rad. Yeah, I think you. Uh, well, we can hop into that later, but like, yeah. just as like you'll be hopping to the beds. But yeah, these things are like massively overstuffed, like red velvet, like very. Um, 
very austere, like very like made for um, like a, you know, each, it's like three individual like bedrooms in this space, like all with like monstrous beds, like four poster beds, like beautiful like spaces, uh, just absolutely elegant made for uh, well, an emperor. Um, Rangren, I think you kind of like wander your way out and uh, kind of like, would you be asking people or would you kind of just be finding your way down to where the docks were just by like intuition? Um, I think mostly just intuition. Um, so I know when we went to the statue, were those nearer the docks? Yeah, so... Um, he'd be heading to, because that's where he would probably go yeah, to, so to be honest. So you can see that probably the closest to you, you can actually see that like there's um, like when you were walking around the statue, you could see that there was like another harbor that seemed like it had um, over on the side you're on now, just south or just west of where uh, the Sandy Shanty is. Um, you could see that there were like a lot of ships over in this one, like this one area. Um, and so like you, you can see it's on the side you're on. And it, as long as you just like head, pretty much head straight out to the, the west, you can uh, you'd be running into it. Um, but that, that's probably like the most likely, the most okay. obvious. Yeah, so um, you make your way over there and uh, kind of roll me a, uh, just roll me a perception check with advantage. And if you roll lower, I'll just take your passive. But I know you're actively looking for like the ship. Wow, yeah, I rolled well lower than my passive, but it was still a, um, where did I go? Uh, 17. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so you, uh, I think you wander through these kind of like these docks and, and you're kind of walking around. You can see like it's 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 kind of kind of dead, but like there's still like people loading up ships uh, even in the even at night, like offloading and loading up. Just like it's 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 still like there's activity there. And so you're kind of like walking past these sailors who are just on their uh, you know on their own missions to do whatever. The, they're either carrying something away from the ships or carrying something to them essentially. Um, and after a little bit of searching, you see uh, a really like, it's like a medium sized ship, but it seems like it's, um, it's like a, it's like a three masted ship, but it's relatively like, um, there are definitely, it's not like a grand, like a galleon, but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a good size ship that probably would be crewed by like, you know, at around 10 people, like, you know, five to 10 people would be crewing the ship. Uh, and you see that uh, painted across it is the name uh, Second Chance. And there's kind of this like worn, uh, like kind of like uh, mermaid-esque figure on the front of it that's holding like a lantern aloft. Um, and there's a gangplank going up to it. And you can see that there are um, kind of like this, like ambient, like green and purple light coming from down below deck. Well, um, is there anyone is there anyone near the gangplank, or is there anyone noticeably on the top deck? You don't see anyone on the top deck. It, it looks like the the deck and everything like that is deserted. Um, you can just see that there's a gangplank going up onto the ship, and there are some like ambient lights up on top of it, uh, like you know some lanterns uh, that are lit. Uh, but those are like normal lights, and then below deck there's like that purplish green light that's kind of shining from like below deck, and you can kind of see it too coming out of like. Uh, what looks like a stairwell that's kind of going that would be going down below deck from the top deck. Okay, uh, calling me intrigued. Um, not noticing anybody on the deck, Ringrim would just kind of make his way over to that staircase and kind of kind of slink through to kind of see what's going on. I mean, I'm probably a little drunk at this point. Yeah. 
but he's uh being like real sneaky trying to see what goings ons are down there before he just shouts uh was it Delmarth? Delmarth was the yep. second mate's name? Yep. He's gonna sneak around before he just starts shouting for people. Okay. Um so you're going down the staircase down below deck? Yes. Okay. So you uh you walk down there, um and one thing the one of the first things you notice is you you recognize like this um this lighting. Um it, it was it's something that you've seen before, like creatures of the Underdark that have like sensitive light vision, like they would use lighting colors like this that are more softer. Um, it, they're kind of uh, reminiscent of like the uh, the fungi that would be below, like the luminescent, like kind of uh, the, the, this, you know, the luminescent fungi that would be below in the Underdark. Um, and so like this kind of purplish green tint, you're like, that kind of rings a bell with you. Um, and as, as you're kind of thinking that and you're walking down the, uh, the staircase, uh, you see this figure kind of walk out of the the darkness in the corner, um, and it's a figure that is striking for a few reasons. Um, you see them walk out, and it is a slender, uh, dark elven figure who is wearing um, kind of. You see their legs first, and as they walk more into the light, you start seeing more of their torso. But they're wearing these like high leather boots um, with these kind of like green, kind of like think puffy Aladdin pants. Uh, and then as they kind of walk more into the light, you see like kind of exposed torso with this like pearlescent uh, vest on that's kind of like shimmering similar to Cosmo's fanny pack of holding. And as he's walking uh, further out into this like kind of like bluish purple light, uh, you see this, this figure kind of come out tipping his velvet purple like foppish wide hat with a big yellow uh, with, a, with a big yellow feather sticking off it, kind of like puts his down and, and takes his hat off, exposing a uh, kind of like a white-haired mohawk that he has kind of like sticking and that's kind of like flattened down and playing off the back of his head and says, Ah, oh, well, well, well. Look what the cat dragged in, huh? Or should I say the hippogriff? Rangrim, it has been a while, has it not? He's like a little drunk, like leaning his... Holy shit, Ego? I haven't seen you since that, uh, what the, Sunk on Citadel or whatever they call it. Uh, it's been, oh, yeah. uh, it's been a, it's been a minute. That has been quite a long time, my friend, and he's gonna extend his hand to shake his hand, but it's the metal hand. <laughs> well, it seems that, uh, life has been a little bit rough on you, my friend, but I'm glad that you were able to replace it. Oh, uh, yeah, I actually, I did that myself. It's a wicked long story. Um, uh, is, is your last name Del something? Yes, yes, uh, my, I only go by ego with, uh, with friends, uh, to others I, they go, they call me Delmerth. Alright, well, we got a lot of catching up to do, and, um, we just talked to your captain, and I'm looking for passage on your ship on, um, tomorrow, whenever you're leaving. I'm a little drunk right now. We got this other dwarf and he doesn't want to come, but we're just going to get him so absolutely torn up that we just bring him here while he's passed out still. Well, I, uh, <laughs> you know me, I love a good prank. Uh, let's get you, uh, let's get you all signed up. I'm looking forward to catching up. My friend Rangrim, these are going to be some fun voyages, I think. 
And, and that is where we're going to end the session tonight. Eco. Yes. I knew it when you said Del Mar. Like, yes. Why do I know that? Why I do thought, I know that? Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very so, exciting. Thank you for listening to the Almost Heroes and their mostly 5th edition D&D adventures. We post new podcast episodes every Monday, and you can catch us live on Twitch every Tuesday at 7 p.m. PST at twitch.tv slash bangerangbobby. See you there.